0: Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! they scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's
1: time to turn the volume down.
0: Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an, an absolute howler, that doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. <laughs> He's a fraud. Oh, Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan fraudgers oh. All about the aesthetics, that's what we like to see. And that is just a bit stat padding. Individual sport
1: masquerading as a team game.
0: Look at his Instagram. He's the ultimate beat of me
1: bbc sport decided to advertise their tiktok account yuck Yuck. (laughs) it just doesn't get any better
0: hello hello welcome back to under the floodlights with me bailey hutchinson and chris ringland and we are back from the dead two weeks where we saw harry maguire silence his critics northern ireland over celebrate a draw and harry kane with some of the best stat padding you'll ever see chris how are you
1: yeah uh like there is something rigged about the UEFA qualifying, because have you ever seen a qualifying stage where England don't have Andorra and San Marino in their group?
0: Yeah, it must be their most played fixture ever, San Marino. Like <laughs> It's an no. absolute disgrace.
1: Like, 10-0?
0: I'm now of the opinion, England nearly killed international football this, this time. Like, this was the closest international football's come to death. Harry Kane, who's had no shots on target in the Premier League, goes out and smacks boys twice. I'm now thinking, new rule implemented international goals only score if it's scored against a top 50 team in the world. <laughs> so we, can't, we can't have this.
1: Top fi- yeah, because I was going to say, like, what? Like, how, how do you make it arbitrary or not? At the top, like, what? what's the bar of quality in international football?
0: See, I don't even know who's fiftieth. I just think top fifty <laughs> just sounds like a reasonable stage to cut it off. Because below that, I, I'm thinking a similar way to like the, or the English football pyramid. Right. Once you go beyond the fiftieth team, you're starting to talk like League One territory. Th- those are FA Cup games in my head. So yeah. I think sim- similar thing needs to be applied to international football. Fifty, and if it's not against them, doesn't matter.
1: Because, because uh, I have to say, really, that even though. Northern Ireland's qualifying campaign was disappointing. the the nil nil draw uh, against Italy at home meant that apparently we didn't concede any goals at home at all in qualifying, but also that a defender the plays for Sunderland kept out Italy. So,
0: no, I I need to cut all this out from Northern Ireland North <laughs> Ireland fans. We need to we need to have a look at ourselves after what went on. What what, what do you at, mean in that what? game? The the gloating. That came across from Northern Ireland fans in terms of, like, we started playing Sweet Caroline at Windsor Park after a a (laughs) nil-nil that a senior Italy player in Giorgio Cialini said he didn't care about. (laughs) Cialini had an interview before the game and was just like, yeah, I've won a Euros. Of course, we've stepped it off it. And Northern Ireland are getting on as though we've won a Euros. We we need a wild No,
1: no, I have to say, I mean, Italy weren't actually at the last World Cup. So uh, they missed their chance to qualify as a result of this this game, but I I do remember Tom Flanagan very briefly from the second season of Sunderland until I die. He was I don't know if you remember the scene, Billy. He was the guy who was in like the, the pub or the bar or whatever, and you, you also see him with his family at one stage. And he goes into like the pub or the bar and he gets like heckled for banishment, <laughs> you know, because um, it was that kind of Sunderland time, you know.
0: Well, all Sunderland times just the same to me, but yeah, we needed to wise up. I saw the day after the game, the IFA put on their Facebook off, uh, relive the highlights of our wonderful nil nil draw. I was like, (laughs) we're talking about a draw. Let's wise up. This game also meant nothing to North Ireland. We couldn't qualify anyway, so we all need to wise up.
1: Well, uh, yes, and I, I I heard plenty about uh, Scotland, Billy. As you can. Yeah, imagine. I'm going
0: back. I'm going back to my Scottish roots here. I'm, uh, Scottish Bailey McCut- roots. Yeah, Billy McCutcheon's back. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's the fact of being Denmark. Yeah. yeah. What? What a side. Yeah. This this Scotland team are for real, Chris. Book well, book the flights now. Book the flights now.
1: Well. I mean, it, uh, I can't remember who they can get in the playoffs, but there, there's
0: no guarantee. Well, the win, the win against Denmark puts them in a better seated position, in theory. Yeah. So it does, but the World Cup's also that far away. It's still a year away from right this moment. So, I, I,
1: I, I mean, all I'm fascinated by is that apparently uh, Canada are good at football now, Billy. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, Canada are coming to Qatar.
0: I mean, fair play, to them. they want to get smacked by Scotland, more than <laughs> If they, want, if they want Che Adams to run rat right, and Billy Gilmore to teach them a lesson in midfield, more than welcome.
1: Uh, honestly, I've never been more interested in my life about the CONCACAF North American World Cup qualifying solely because of Mikel Antonio um, that I have over this international break.
0: Again, those teams just seem, that whole CONCACAF thing, I just don't understand. those te- USA and Mexico seem to play each other every international yeah, break.
1: Yeah, and it's like Honduras and Panama who can just half people every time they qualify for a World Cup.
0: Yeah, I need to work all that out because that it just confuses me too much. Mm. So it does uh, elsewhere. The only other thing I noticed in the international break was at the end of the the France game. I can't remember who they were playing, but they were 8-0 up at this point. Uh, (laughs) A fan blew his own whistle in the stands uh, about 20 seconds before the referee did, and the entire crowd got up and started applauding. (laughs) The players stopped, and the ref just looked at everyone being like, what are you doing? Brilliant. Brilliant. I, I think that happened in a World Cup one time, like, and it actually made a difference. Like, I, I'm, I'm all about it. I think more teams should start doing it. I think North Ireland fans should start doing it. I, well, I,
1: I seem to remember, I think about it, it in 2010, and it was like Australia or someone, and like there were three on goal and stuff. Like, sort of, <laughs> like, I, I think that's what happened. I um, don't have any more for you than that, but I think that, yeah. I think that
0: has happened before. I'm all about that behaviour, and yeah, that is the end of our international break <laughs> chat, because uh, there was actual football. And of course we've the kind of just start with the, the big news, Chris, that uh hashtag Ollie Out has finally happened. Uh this this statement came out this afternoon, uh that he was uh he has left his role as manager, nothing is said about him being sacked, uh, but United said Oli will always be a legend at Manchester United, and it is with regret that we have reached this decision. While the past few weeks have been disappointing, they should not obscure all the work he has done over the past three years to rebuild the foundations for long-term success. Michael Carrick will now take charge of the team for the forthcoming games, while the club look to an interim manager to the end of the season. A lot going on here. Uh, I'll pick up the final line first before we get in the Ollie and, and the job Ollie's done because I think that final line sums up you repeat it again? the hierarchy. Uh, Michael Carrick will now take charge of the team for the forthcoming games while the club looks to appoint an interim manager. So Michael oh, Carrick's an interim to the interim.
1: <laughs> oh, where to begin? We've, um... had two,
0: we've had a two-week break here. Surely, if you thought there's a chance if we lose to Watford, he's going Will line up an interim now? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, oh,
1: I don't know where to begin, but I mean, I I was reading from the um, a, a rival source uh, of podcasts and things who covers Man United amongst other things that he had all they had given everybody who was not on international duty the week off. Yeah, um, in the first week of the international break, the week off. They've just got 5-0 yeah, my- by Liverpool.
0: Yeah, and I agree, but I also think I saw a lot of teams do it. I think if you lose a game five nil to Liverpool in the way they did, I think the best thing probably is just to get as far away from football as anything. Get to Dubai, get in a bit of sun, classic, and then and then come back to to play Watford. Yeah, to play Watford and then get smacked.
1: <laughs> um, I, uh I I don't know who to begin with. I mean, I feel like I feel like I, I want to begin with Emmanuel Dennis, but I won't. Um. <laughs> Harry Maguire, really? No.
0: Harry Maguire, Chris. Let's talk. Harry Maguire. Now,
1: ah, no. No hard. Uh, uh, right. I. But I. I don't think I've ever seen a player just like when he pulls on another shirt, just
0: be a totally different player in his whole career than Harry Maguire. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, he. He has said recently he's been feeling the weight of the Manchester United jersey, and it's like, well, you knew what you were getting yourself into, fella. And especially, you cannot celebrate the way you did against Andorra.
1: I'll be and in that
0: performance. I'll be in whatever, the pl- <laughs> same place in my mind. You cannot do that. By the way, all-time celebration to first run away and give it the whole, like, hands behind the ears, being like, I can't hear you, give it more. And then to put fingers in the ears, being like, oh, no, I'm blocking you all out.
1: But it, it's more, like, like, against Watford, it was just... Like, do they literally just forget when they're playing how you actually play football? Like, I, I don't actually understand what is going on.
0: Part of that, to me, does come down the whole Solskjaer thing and coaching and patterns of play. Because I said this whenever they were playing three at the back and stuff. There's times where you just watch Man United and it's like. There's ten guys out there, all just hoping one of them produces a bit of magic at one point. It's mm. not like there's three or four sort of in the same build up, you know. Mm. I've not seen a great passing maneuver from Manchester United all season. It's just like, right, how quickly can we get this to Cristiano if he if he's bothering the run?
1: Mm. Yeah, because uh, Bruno Fernandez had probably his worst game in a
0: football shirt. Bruno Fernandez, ten minutes in, it's like you've just come back from international break. We're playing Watford. Let's keep it pretty sensible, and then hospital pass back to the head direction. I don't think it was towards the head. The head direction, and McTominay just completely hacks down a Watford player for an early penalty. But I like shambles.
1: Yeah, like it was, and then his Myles saw I missed two penalties. And um, I see whenever Harry Maguire gets sent off, Billy, like, what formation did Man United then play?
0: Uh, they, they kind of just played wherever they wanted. It's like schoolyard stuff. Because like, you, you just go out there and express yourself, football.
1: Like Did, did Maric go to centre-back? Is that, is that what happened? Because I yeah. can't actually work it out.
0: I think he started dropping there, which was strange because I've said on here a hundred times about how immobile he is these days. Yeah. And that, that just led tanker. itself to those sort of last two Watford goals. The Pedro goal, Dennis goal, very similar, just... Strictly being outpaced, just one ball through, outpaced. And then De Gea, who Roy King will have had a field day on Saturday mm-hmm. night because he's most of a keeper of all time. With those saves, like, well, not saving, sorry.
1: Uh, and my issue, really, actually more than anything about this game, genuinely, was the fact that uh, I got rid justifiably of Jadon Sancho from my fantasy football because or draft because I had lost patience with Jadon. You did, and uh, and then Mason Greenwood gets COVID, and you pick up Sancho, and he gets the most points he's got all season. Yeah,
0: like, that's that's on you.
1: I'm waiting on a reaction from him here. Like, well, n- I'm hoarding Jesse Lingard, and I have done since day one because I know he's coming home in January. So,
0: <laughs> well, you never know. Under Michael Carrick may just be one of these sort of Ryan Mason managers that just plays his mates.
1: <laughs> but someone needs to do like some kind of documentary on the interim manager like, and just go through the ex-pros like Ryan Mason, to who have managed ridiculously huge football clubs. Uh, what was your opinion as well, Billy? that uh, Tom Cleverley had the game of his life against his former side?
0: Against his former side, putting his manager down, yeah. Manchester United couldn't get near Tom Cleverley, which was hilarious because I thought Tom Cleverley would have been the type of player who... One of these sort of Patrice Everett types that will forever just live supporting Manchester United and would have right. just rolled over for them, right? And and to, to his credit, didn't.
1: Like the thing about the thing about Tom Cleverley is that it must have been about four like four seasons, really, That like he was the reason that Man United had all their problems.
0: Like, yeah, he, he was right up there. Like, to be fair, I, I, he did win a league or two and was was part of that team, sort of those Fergie teams, they just grind yes, out results. The no final who, yeah, yeah, no matter who played in the eleven, they just seemed to win games somehow.
1: I, 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 honestly, I, I don't think there's ever been, maybe bar like Eric Jemba Jemba. Like, I can't remember a Man United <laughs> player who's got so much, like has been blamed for so much disproportionately than Tom Cleverley in those couple of years after Ferguson.
0: Yeah, he'd be right up there. Yeah, 100%. Like, <laughs> Actually, he was always like a deadwood player, like no matter what. It
1: doesn't matter what he did, like, like literally regardless of what he did on the pitch.
0: Mm. But yeah, t- t- tough day for United all round. I think even tougher that uh, the final goal was assisted by uh, YouTuber Ben Foster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get sort of your final thoughts on Ollie, Chris, because I was kind of looking at it being like, where has Oli picked up that club from and where he's left them? And I think overall, you kind of have to say, fair play to Alex. Every time he was on the brink of being sacked, he brought them back. And he did, to be fair to him, change what was an unbelievably toxic situation whenever Jose was there. It's just unfortunate now that I... other clubs made chop and change earlier and they've now pulled away. And you cannot lose to Watford after what Liverpool done to you. I don't, but I think I, overall, I don't know. it's been a... It's been a reasonable stretch. It probably lasted a year and a half too long. Yeah,
1: I I, I, I don't know because it was twenty eighteen, I think, whenever yeah. this all happened. I mean, if you look at Liverpool, Chelsea, and City since then, I, like t- to me, it's just so obvious what the issues are. And like, like, I, I I just that that was my whole thing from the start with Ole. I'm like, I, I know it was toxic with Mourinho, but. What is the point in downgrading quality-wise to that degree? Like, and there we go, he didn't win anything.
0: Yeah, you know, I think like, whenever, whenever you say he's been in that job three years, you're going, well, that, yeah. sounds too, that just sounds too long. Yeah. See, I was listening to Ali after, strangely, uh, Manchester United had an exit interview with him. I've never seen that with what? any other manager who's been sacked. What? On like their YouTube page, there's, there's an a, interview there's with Ollie. Of yeah, there's an interview with Ollie this afternoon, and asking about the job he's done. What, that is so bizarre. But he, and he comes across so well. Like he's so thankful. I mean, for like
1: his, that's because the he knows that he should never have been there in the and, first and place. No one,
0: but that's what I'm saying. It's like as though I. He's a great dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: no, Like, absolutely. He's a
0: really nice absolutely. guy. Sure. He's a really top bloke. Even <laughs> there, was, there was, a photo going around of him leaving Carrington and he was like taking photos with like a fan who stood outside and oh even got goodness. out of his car to give him a hug.
1: <laughs> look, I, look, you know, I, I understand. Like, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was playing for Man United when I started to follow football. You know, it, it was still, it was still playing at that stage. Like, yeah. I, I, I get it. But, oh, it's, I, it was just whenever that final went or that fourth goal went in, I was like, because the thing about Ole when he's one thing he is relative. I will give him some credit for is on the touchline, like I've never seen a manager hold back so much emotion yeah. in his face. Like, like can you imagine what is he's actually going through his mind when Watford score their fourth?
0: Like, yeah. Well, I'm wondering what goes through his mind whenever Bruno Fernandez just launches one in the air towards the head <laughs>
1: Uh, it, yeah, I think it was the fact that he said in his interview as well, at, right after the game, that the players are doing as well as
0: they can. Mm. <laughs> R- right after David de Gea said that they were brutal. Yeah, it's going to be interesting here. Where, what direction Manchester United go? who's who's going to be that interim? And also, Billy, uh, at the end of the game,
1: you'll recall that they all went over to the fans mm-hmm. and all. kind of held his hands up, but then Bruno Fernandez uh, kind of. He like pointed at all the other players and said, "Oh no, it's us, it's not him, all right now well, how how are you supposed to react to that and' why does uh, that make Bruno it an
0: all- all-time PR guy showing fake leadership. I've said this before a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> You know the whole this whole nonsense last season as well. Whenever he's given the captain's armband, all the United fans were telling us what a winner is and all that. Same same again, complete posturing from Fernandez. Go back and drink milk on the sidelines and have all your fans tweet about it again. No,
1: I wasn't about that. Um, I I do want to say just two things about uh, Watford before we move on. Um, First of all, Billy, what did you think of Ismail Sarr after he scored? Like all he did was be apologetic to the Watford fans over missing. Uh, the penalties, even though, let's be honest, he's far too big for that club.
0: No, no, as he should be. I, I respect them for that because okay. were for two, two of the worst penalties I've ever seen. <laughs> so <laughs> they, were, fair, they were, they yeah. were, they were rough. He should never, t- he should never step up for one again. Now, to be fair, good balls on him to take the second. I respected that, but yeah, you, you can't have two as bad as no. those were.
1: No, um, uh, Kiko Femenia, who scored the the right back, who scored the goal that was ruled out. Uh, Billy, did you know that he played for Barcelona and Real Madrid?
0: I mean, I could see him getting the Barca side now. I don't know he was at Real Madrid.
1: Yeah, I thought that was bizarre that he played for uh, both of them. And um, uh, just, a, just a, a brief mention of Emmanuel Dennis, Bailey. Um, first time I think I've ever seen someone, when they take the shirt off for the celebration, also take off the data tracker
0: bra thing. Yeah, tough moment for stats sports Lab. <laughs>
1: I, I was—I wasn't sure what I thought about it. Uh, honest,
0: uh, I, I was a bit lost. I was <laughs> fair play, the guy just wants us, wants us to see his chest. Yeah, because I, I was like, why? So he been working.
1: Yeah, I was like, what, you know, like, like what is that covering that we don't like? We that we can't see.
0: You know. he's, he's clearly been hitting the iron paradise over the international break. Wants <laughs> us all to see the, the progress. Fair play to him. I do love Emmanuel Dennis. Yeah. and just a quick tangent before going to Liverpool Arsenal. You mentioned there about Femenia playing at Barcelona. Uh, Chris, did you see over the international break who's now back at Barça? Hey, Danny Alves. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did see that. Danny time.
0: Elvis is apparently playing for one euro a week. And I'll be honest, that, that's another like all-time PR move because <laughs> he can say that that's what he wants to be on. There's definitely an HR team at Barcelona that's gone, <laughs> we can't really do that. There's a minimum wage. We can't just have him run the bout on a euro a week. Danny
1: Elvis, honestly.
0: So, Xavi's bringing the band back together. I, oh, I fully Xavi. expect Iniesta and a Villa to get minutes by the end of the season. Xavi,
1: yeah, um, yeah. I, I saw I saw Chat and Chavi's first game he was trying to rock the, the new the Nagelsman look. I'm like can commanders not just wear a suit, you know, like or or at the very least, like the coaching outfit,
0: like Tuchel? Now let's all just go back to the uh, Tony Pillars tracky. Eh? Absolutely. Baseball cap required. <laughs> I still love that Pulis FA Cup final where he walked out in a suit and then ran down the tunnel like a full-on <laughs> sprint to get back into the trackie. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll move on from Molly. he, yeah, you said, likes to hold back on the touchline and we'll move on to a manager who <laughs> didn't hold back this weekend in a Catalinian rage. No. We finally saw a software upgrade of Mikel Arteta uh, where he just let it all out on Jurgen Klopp over what I thought was nothing.
1: <laughs> I... I mean, there's there's, <laughs> there's so many things to say about this. I mean, first of all, the fact that that probably lost Arsenal the game. thats because, oh, it
0: absolutely did. Because
1: it riled up the um, Liverpool fans so much. I, like, there was there honestly no other context? Like, it was literally just that thing on Tomiyasu, which was probably not even arguably a foul.
0: Yeah, it was, the, it was the come together of Manny and Tomiyasu. Like, like, that was it.
1: I, 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 I just... Like I cannot, I cannot express how exasperated I was at the, like he, I, I've never seen so much anger come out of a man.
0: Like yeah, it was the fact it was the whole way he went about it. It was all arms, which I really liked. It was all arms <laughs> and a bit of jumping with the chest. It was great. But it was oh. the, it was the fact that Klopp bit back so hard.
1: Like that's more the bit that I was surprised at.
0: Yeah, Jurgen also had the height advantage over him. Whenever I saw Jurgen marching towards him, I was like, always oh, in trouble here. But like, but like
1: when Liverpool scored, and like, and like you can, like Jurgen's been around for so long now, you can just tell, like he did that that like grin thing, and it's oh, just shit, like, like thing. it's just that kind of like, like it's like the like carnal masculine energy of like, oh yes, you know, like we are, we are on top here, you know, and then he never shows that ever in an interview.
0: Mm, no, I, I, I Arteta just gave me flashbacks to that Chelsea game where Lampard started slagging off Klopp and I went, don't do it to yourself. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> Frank done it and then Trimp immediately scored from a free kick. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you don't know what you're getting yourself into here, Mikael. And I think we've co- sort of, Arsenal have been quietly on a really good run. I think they're 10 undefeated in all comps. And we—they've gone about it so quietly that we've not really mentioned how good they've been. Yeah, no, like to be fair, like
1: because cause as we know, um, after Arsenal like lost all their games or whatever in the international break in September, uh, Arteta said it was the best fortnight of his life or something.
0: really? I um, missed that, but it definitely was because he had yeah. turned this—he had turned the ship around. But, it's but, just unfortunate that then you go to what is one of the three alien teams in the Premier League who well, can't just do you like this.
1: Except if you're West Ham. Yes, no, I am looking forward to the All or Nothing documentary of those 15 days because I just want to see what Arteta did to them, you know. Yeah,
0: that's going to be like a great montage of just him at the whiteboard moving around players and everything, isn't it? Overthinking everything, yeah. I'm watching Arsenal. Arsenal play really good stuff at times. The only issue I find with Arsenal, especially at the back, is they try and play really good stuff too often. And they're very good at playing out from the back at times, but they're so deep with it. Like, there's so many times where playing out from the back that they end up at their own byline, which I don't understand. And, and like,
1: like, like, a lot of people... I mean, I think Ben White is, is good, but, like...
0: Sorry, sorry, I interrupt. Benjamin. <laughs>
1: Benjamin White. Um, Benjamin. But the thing about, like, you know, he's really good on the eye. Benjamin. But I, but I don't I still I still don't really know if he's like elite.
0: Yeah, I'm still waiting for him to get like a proper partner in beside him. I think Gabriel's a perfectly fine centre back, but again, I think Ben Benjamin. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible trying to get used to that, isn't it? That's, yeah. Yeah, with respect to his wishes, Uh, but yeah, I think he needs another centre-back beside him before we can all be like, oh yeah, Benjamin White's this good. Like, I think he, there's definitely a s- super player in there, Yeah. but we'll see. And then I think an Arsenal midfield, it came across as like the old Arsenal of just being nice to play against. I thought Thomas Partey after years of being at Atletico, would have been a bit more bitey. Yeah, if you know what I, mean. I know. It's probably just
1: because he's out of that environment with Simeone. He's just... Yeah.
0: yeah, I imagine it's much nicer environment around Arteta than it is Diego just shouting abuse at you seven days a week. But yeah, Liverpool 4-0 win could have been could've been a lot more if not for Aaron Ramsdale, who's still proving us all wrong. But this <laughs> lo- was this I love Aaron Ramsdale. Th- this was a Sheffield United Aaron Ramsdale performance, if you know what I mean. It was one of those where <laughs> he was getting hit so often. Yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's gotta concede four or five here, but he's gonna make five or six really good stops to make you go yeah there's a player there he
1: he just honestly looks like he takes like some kind of shot before every football match now like (laughs) it's just so much energy like
0: and and there is something with him when after the run they've been on where he looks bigger than he did at like Bournemouth and Sheffield I don't know what that is it's just purely probably my own perspective of like oh yeah he's he's now keeping clean sheets he looks a lot larger and there was a lot of saves in this game that he made where I was like burnt leno would not have made that
1: yeah i just as well really um alex oxford chamberlain they said in the uh in the game which i didn't realize that he is still arsenal's record seal and
0: like liverpool's record buy i think or something like that it's like 40 million or maybe it was arsenal yeah he he, he, he was around 35 million at the time yeah that probably would make sense for arsenal and he's still only 28th Um, yeah and he was really good in this game yeah I was seriously impressed by his pressing and it was again the amount of just pressure the amount of times Arsenal just tried to play it from the back and it's the way they've been told and do it because they are very good at it at times yeah. but against Liverpool they'll get you once and that's all that needs to happen mm. Yeah. and then you go on you can see the first Mane goal unreasonable header after Mane had a stinker of 38 minutes before he actually scored mm. uh, Diego Jota completely sits down Benjamin Sends yeah, him back, that was rough. Sends him back to Brighton.
1: Yeah, that, that was rough. Yeah,
0: <laughs> completely sold himself. Mo obviously scores doing a job for all fantasy managers out there. Absolutely. And then uh, Takumi Minamino just scoring with his first touch. I tell, oh, yeah, no. I know. T- I tell you
1: who. I tell you who is unbelievable for fantasy football, but it's just it's so difficult to work him in. Is Simicass?
0: Yeah, because you just leave him on your bench <sighs> Honestly, so often. Like, yeah, because
1: like, you don't know when he's going to play. But then when he yeah. does, he gets about fourteen assists.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll completely agree. I had the same issue. He's like third on my bench.
1: Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, I, I very nearly drafted him in, uh, in the draft, but um, I didn't for some reason, so...
0: Yeah, just completely forgot about him. But Arsenal been on a good run, but uh, I think Arsenal's 20, 20 points in the Premier League from where they were. Well, the, well uh, just, I mean, we were talking about relegation. That, yeah, we were talking about relegation at one point, and now they're just one went away from the Hammers, so <laughs> some <laughs> turnaround... <laughs> Yeah, from from the big four now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh we'll go on to another club who want to be the elite, uh, whose manager's first game in charge uh he couldn't turn up to uh with Eddie Howe, uh, Newcastle <laughs> Brentford.
1: That I, that is brutal, like you have to you have to say that is brutal.
0: Nah just pure karma. Serves this Newcastle <laughs> lot right. So it does, I think. It's it's just all coming back to bite them and I live for it.
1: Look, I I, I thought about it more and I, I actually think it's a really good appointment. Like I, because like, initially I was like, "Oh my goodness, lol They have they're the richest football club in the world, and they've got Eddie Howe." Um, but I mean, when I thought about it more, I was like, oh, "Well, you know, like it's Carl Wilson and Ryan Fraser and Matt Ritchie who you still manage, and he did, you know, he did rebuild Bournemouth from literally nothing." Um, you know, there was talk about him with England one time. There's a reason for that, but yeah, I I don't know. Um. what i want to know more than anything bailey is like i want to know what a setup was um you know how do you do a covid managerial game
0: yeah apparently according uh, according to the guy who uh, i believe his name is jason jason tindall yeah oh yes
1: yeah his his assistant yeah yeah i
0: believe eddie howe was on the phone from his hotel room and Mm -hmm. made the final call on substitutions
1: Right. I mean, Which I mean, you find interesting
0: because again, it's one of those things and I know this from like just streaming in general. This was a three o'clock kickoff, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> how, yeah, well, what's the system they use to get the footage? You know, yeah, how it, did, how, on soccer Saturday? Like
0: Yeah, how did he get the feed to know that this was going <laughs> on? And then obviously if he's on the phone there's a delay from that. So by the time he was turning around and going, get Rand Fraser on <laughs> There, there could have been another goal or anything could have happened, you know?
1: No, no totally. Um, so Ivan Tony Bailey, uh, I know you heard this, he became the 50th player to to score against Newcastle, who used to play for Newcastle.
0: <laughs> That's and, a rough stuff.
1: And I have honestly never seen anyone be so blatant in an interview. Like the, After the interview, or sorry, after the game in the interview, they were just like, so Ivan, it was great to get a goal there. And he was like, uh, yeah, like I had this one marked in on my calendar. <laughs> um I, like he, he literally said that um you know like personally i was absolutely buzzing to score and i knew i was going
0: to score today bullet on board day for ivan tony i'm all about i, I live for that kind um, of hatred
1: three three substitute appearances in th- three seasons
0: <laughs> F- fair play yeah I, I would have that circled on my calendar especially now that he's firing
1: um yeah so uh so that was i think he was always going to score mm-hmm. to be honest well
0: Judging by the Newcastle goalkeeper, he was always going to score because Martin Dubravka made no effort to save his shot. But it
1: was, well, it was to be fair, it was Carl Darlow rather than Dubravka.
0: Well, well, they're the same look to me, but again,
1: <laughs>
0: no effort at all. That, that has to be another one of Stavely's yeah, first signings.
1: And what she a goalkeeper?
0: Yes, yeah, you can have Aretha Balaga for 70 million. Oh, I would rather have Dubravka than Aretha Balaga. No, nah, you wouldn't not after that. Yeah. <laughs> it was <It>, <laughs> well if he's second choice to the him then <laughs> well,
1: no, he, he was injured for like a year to yeah oh, nah that's not our actually to be back. fair do you remember the Euros for Slovakia Yeah, an absolute mare uh, <laughs> it, like it was but, but
0: yeah that's lot at the back uh, Jamal Lasalle scored the first and you're thinking oh Newcastle are back but they did, they did this against Tottenham where they scored early kind of got the crowd on board and then immediately concede. yeah I think this lot just stink. I don't know what Eddie how I can do with this between now and January.
1: I honestly spend half my time on whatever match of the day is on, um, going through the Wikipedia histories of Brentford players who are suddenly playing in the first team. Like, <laughs>
0: like
1: I, I, like, you know, who's this guy Roverslav who comes in straight in at the back? You
0: know, yeah, it's just like theory. it's Ivan Tony and ten fellows. Honestly, like, honestly, I, I, it's, I,
1: what, what, I know it's all about their data and all, but I'm just fascinated by how they just like seem to know when to bring these people in who nobody's ever heard of. Like one
0: player I've become a big fan of, Sergi Canos. Yeah, he's
1: a good he's a good player. That
0: ball in for the second goal. Delightful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a good player. Big Um, fan of
0: him. But then I think uh, Saint Maximum scored Newcastle's third and it was the exact same goal. (laughs) <laughs> so was. i was like oh what what, what a ball in from sergey and then was like oh no rand fraser's just done exactly the same thing
1: <laughs> was also loving uh max's orange headband it
0: was interesting yeah i'm wondering if that's just a bit superstition or what that is to take off the gucci one <laughs> is that what the other one was yeah that's what the normal <laughs> one is like has he, had, has he sat Maximum down gone right i need you to light up with the headbands here i need you to focus oh
1: dear brilliant
0: and to be fair uh, to Eddie High, he's already getting performances out of Joel Linton, who yeah. scored. Well, he, he also missed as well, but he, yes, he did score. Yeah. Well, you know he's going to do the second, but that's par for the course. But,
1: for but a forty-five
0: million pound man, he's finally scoring.
1: I like. But I have no idea who's going to die in this season. Um I mean, I think Norwich are still probably dying. We'll talk about them in a minute, but like, because we just don't know what's going to happen to Newcastle in January or if it will make any difference.
0: Yeah, I'm looking sort of that bottom area of the table now, and Newcastle obviously still not won a game, but six draws, Norwich, now Dean Smith in, eight points, Burnley just above them. Burnley
1: end. aren't going down, let's face Burnley it. Burnley
0: aren't going down, uh, Burnley played Palace this weekend, who I'm oh. wondering if you agree with this to take, Palace are the best neutral team in the Premier League, you what? do not know what you're getting out of this lot. Yeah,
1: they're absolutely up there, they're absolutely up there. It's an electric there.
0: factory every weekend, but... I you need to you need
1: to get a load of um, th- there was two all time moments in this game from Burnley which was Cornet's volley, um, but then also very um, un Burnley goal, <laughs> a, unbelievable goal, uh, but then also um, really tough to see whenever Chris Woods scored that like pathetic header <laughs> thing and then uh, Ben Mee <sighs> decides to celebrate by like lifting him up by like slightly too far down his waist <laughs> and Chris Woods like six five or something you know. Uh, big lad, and you know he almost tips over the top of Ben Mee's shoulder, and then it's all and it's all kind of like around the Palace players. It, like it, it was very bad on the eye.
0: V- very rugger from Ben Mee. Clearly, he's been watching the the autumn internationals recently. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, but yeah, the, the, those two goals I know you're on about with the uh, Chris Wood one, but yeah, very Dutch goals. The first two, and the Ben Mee goal was just the ultimate Burnley goal. Uh, it was. And then the other end, Christian Benteke, is starting to find the back of the neck, Chris. Very cool game from him. <laughs> Christian be- he's back. That's that's all I can describe him as in front of goal in this game. Just cool. Yeah. Just just slotting it, slotting it in. Like he'll not got a run of like five games where he does nothing. But this was a game where you're like, oh, Benteke might be that that villa guy that we saw ten years ago. <laughs> uh
1: like I wonder um Was you was you said someone said the parody his goal record in twenty twenty one was actually really good.
0: Oh no, I got I got wrong. Whenever I met, I was looking at the wrong stat. I saw on this website uh, Christian Benteke and then a stat saying GS, and I assumed that meant goals scored. So I thought uh, Christian Benteke had eight goals in twelve appearances this season. No, it just meant uh, games started. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Christian Benteke has four goals.
1: well yes
0: whenever I saw that stat of eight I was like oh he's right in the mix for top goal scorer <laughs>
1: uh, yes um, that is yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, I if honestly if, if Christian Benteke could have been top goal scorer I was going to give Vera manager of the year after <laughs> wanting him sacked after 45 minutes at Stamford Bridge <laughs> yeah um, yeah after goal
1: fest yeah
0: just out of nowhere, like the entire like three o'clock slate on Saturday just seemed to go wild for like 10 20 minutes. And my only other takeaway from Palace Burnley was I am running out of words for Conor Gallagher. Talent. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a
1: he's a very good player. He's a very good player. Yeah,
0: got his England Cup, but I'm not sure I can count it after the well the slugging again <laughs> the international well, breaker
1: here. Indeed, yeah.
0: So I can't. So I'm on the fence about that one, but a uh, serious player. Uh, and hopefully he comes back next year to embarrass Leicester the way the rest of the boys did this weekend. Chris, delighted.
1: My, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, first of all, uh, you get like you. That's such a big club thing of you to be annoyed at Leicester winning the FA
0: Cup. No, there was. You have to remember what my take on Leicester winning the FA Cup was. It was like I was happy for them. But the way they celebrated was unacceptable, and it showed a club who didn't know how to celebrate, mm. and Daniel Amarte. Brendan Rogers should have known going into Saturday lunchtime's kickoff not to play him, because it would have... F- Coming off an international break where every Chelsea player, well, most of them had been away, Thiago Silva had been to South America, and you decide to play Daniel Amarte, who threw the, the club badge on the ground after winning a cup? Moral. That's the most Brendan Rogers thing ever, though. And Amarte had a disaster class for most of the game. Nearly scored at one point, and if he had, Chelsea would have had to have folded as a football club.
1: Um, I mean, Matt, yeah, like uh, also uh, Johnny Evans playing from the back was one of the worst things I've seen in a long time as well. Um, yeah, after
0: after what I was told was a master class against Italy, he had a stinker <laughs> here. Kai Havertz just made one tiny run towards him, he shit himself. <laughs> my biggest
1: takeaway from this game was. Um, a uh, Brendan's on suit after the game he had a Fox badge like on his lapel so he kind of like a superhero
0: I mean well he's not a superhero in my eyes that's another fake thing Leicester Day. I've got such a disdain for Leicester at the moment see that whole like it's a fake atmosphere at that ground see all those paper it? clappers oh yeah. I'm done with it Billy the one the Premier League nah I'm done with it. I'm done with the whole like Leicester loving thing see that whole that <laughs> paper, it's the whole paper clapper things so I was like if that were any self-respecting club everyone would take a piss out of it but no it's Leicester oh brilliant what a story nah love to see them get but, smacked but, but, we're but you, this?
1: you would have none of this if Leicester didn't win the FA Cup
0: uh, maybe but yeah it's learn how to celebrate again just but, complete disrespect from that club at the time and it's, it's a fake atmosphere. It's great to see. Great to see them get absolutely smoked. They decide to boo Ben Chilwell for all ninety minutes. When look. They run runs the midfield against them, he doesn't get booed. I
1: did. Um no, I, <laughs> I did pick up on that.
0: Yeah, but Ben Chilwell ran Mark Albrighton into the ground on Saturday. Completely mugged Albrighton off, should have retired after the game, should have scored. <laughs> that was the biggest cheer Leicester had all game was Ben Chilwell hitting the bar. Shows you what the size of club they are. <gasps> oh yeah I don't know and, um, we also seen how Brendan got his lineup completely wrong whenever uh, two of his front three had to come off at half time uh, he started the game with Barnes and Lukman and after 45 minutes went oh I'm going to change things and you're going well Chelsea had ran rat right over them at that point you're going okay maybe change the shape or whatever no no Brendan inside just straight swap out for Barnes Madison Lukman off for A Acho made no difference wow. that's that's the elite manager Manchester United apparently look. <laughs> Um,
1: yes it is
0: Yeah, and also uh, elsewhere in the game uh, I, all I kept hearing from BT commentators and their own was the fact that Thiago Silva was up against Jimmy Vardy Jimmy Vardy gave him no, no issues at all
1: what do so, you mean he was against Jimmy Vardy because pe-
0: people were like oh Thiago Silva is so old all you need to do is play that what? West Ham Antonio hoofball towards Vardy and he'll He'll have Thiago Silva on skates. We all have to remember now. Jimmy Fardy's in like the latter stages of his career. Wow, he's, he's not roasting. Yeah. yeah, he's not roasting anyone. Let's let me stop that narrative.
1: Well, Pepe so, is still playing in the Champions
0: League for yeah. um, Porto, thirty nine or something. Yeah. yeah, no, Thiago Silva had no issues with him. And then uh, the the Indeedi propaganda over the past few years, uh, I think we can completely <laughs> stop that after the clip of N'Golo Campy putting <gasps> him on ice skates. Looked like Bambi out there. <laughs>
1: I am I'm, I'm not I'm not sure about the interpretation of a lot of these things, but but yeah, fair. Yeah.
0: Nah, there's been too much chirp ever since Ndidi's come on the scene about how well he how great a replacement he is for N'Golo. N'Golo <laughs> mugged him off on Saturday. at Leicester midfield of uh Ndidi and Samari for the ngolo Kante goal. That was, yeah, it was that's it was such, rough. that's an embarrassing goal to concede at any level of the game, just no one bothering to go near him.
1: It was pretty rough, to be fair, yeah.
0: Absolutely terrible. And then just just from a Chelsea perspective, and because we're not top of the league, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. but we've got Christian Pulisic back.
1: Yeah, somebody said that he had the perfect international break for Tuchel. I didn't really know what that meant. Um, It just meant
0: he didn't get injured. (laughs) So we've now got Christian Pulisic back for two weeks before he does his hamstring again, so I'm going to enjoy them while they last. Yeah. Uh, but yeah that's all that's that's all i have to say on they just small club learn how to celebrate uh, <laughs> wow. uh and we'll go over to we'll go over to your club chris is is the title charge over
1: uh no because we so, oh sorry the title charge uh is the I, title the, charge n- nobody
0: over? nobody said there was
1: a title charge
0: um, uh, you did on the last podcast. Th- 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 that is that is not true. I you said, did on the la- You said if Leicester can do it, why can't we?
1: No, I was no, I was no, no, I, no. I said, um, oh, no, I meant that <laughs> in, the top, in the perspective of top four slash what we can actually achieve this season. Everyone was like, "Oh, so ten games Leicester, I was only "You know," and then they won the league. I wasn't saying we're going to win the league, uh, and regardless. <laughs> I mean still hypothetically could win the league, uh, just because we lost the Wolves. I mean, as far as I understand from the table, we are fourth, so won the same amount of games as Liverpool. But yeah, it wasn't a great wasn't a great result for the Hammers, yeah.
0: No, the Hammers got dominated, especially after going to all that effort to get Mikel Antonio uh, back. You know, uh, we've just just had the Cup 20 or whatever it was. Um, West West Ham are paying £100,000 to fly one man back from Jamaica early. But yeah, from what I saw, I didn't see the entire game from what I saw. Wolves dominated. Wolves did well. I I, I didn't see many chances in this game.
1: Listen, Wolves did well. Are Wolves going to finish in the top four?
0: no. So, uh, they're, so they're putting together. They're an okay. We run themselves, you, and I, you, I think I right. found out be why.
1: Billy, right. wolves are not finishing in the top four. I honestly said this, right? I'd love Wills
0: to finish both West Ham, I, right? But they're not going to. Like, like, let's be clear. Well, I'm not saying they're a top. They're, they're going to finish top four. I'm just saying I'd love them to finish both the Hammers <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think th- th- this whole like change from wolves has come from the fact that a damage R.A. is not playing. Oh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Adam was out of the table and I think it just makes Wolves a better football inside. Like, this guy's an unbelievable individual footballer, but you put uh, Pedence back in the team and makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, and I think big Max Kilman is still um, impressing at the back. Um, I still don't really understand how Jimenez actually plays with that thing on his head, but
0: it's, it's, yeah. great. it's great to see him back as well. Yeah, still makes me nervous and just great to see him scoring. Yeah. Uh, but elsewhere, I think we'll, we'll wrap up before we are going in the mud and stuff. Just with a few of the managerial changes, oh, Antonio yes. Conte in, got, a, got his big win against Leeds, who for 45 minutes looked good and then for 45 minutes knackered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Spurs are dull. Move on. Yeah, Spur, I didn't think Spurs were great in this game. Emerson Royal's still the little worst player in the Premier League. Was oh, he still
1: playing for them? Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, Antonio's somehow still playing at right wing back. Harry Kane's still just not at it. His head's away. I want Victor I, Moses in in January. Yeah, that hundred. The entire time I was watching Spurs today, I was like trying to compare the team to the Chelsea Antonio team. Yeah, that was trying a to like, compare who who's as good as who and stuff. And Lucas Murray playing in the William position, Song in the the Hazard. Caitlin the Costa, and yeah. then you look behind that, and you're like, yeah. oh, Harry Winks is playing. Eric Dyer's playing. Oh, Harry yeah, Winks is, is back is Harry Winks is back in favor oh, for a bit. Yeah, I remember like the, the three games he had that were half decent, and everyone thought, yeah. sort of, oh, he he he's the he's the new Michael Carrick. No, uh, Aston Villa new manager. A dull game by all accounts, but uh, after Steven Gerrard uh, stabbed Rangers in the back. Yeah, was gonna, to, I was I was going to ask right you what. The you...
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought of that. Billy, did you think that was brutal on Rangers?
0: I'm now feeling the way Celtic fans did with Brendan. Uh, I, I, but the thing,
1: <laughs> from but the thing I, I think, I, is there a difference though in the fact that Brendan was going to a Premier League winning club on the up and Jared's going to Aston Villa?
0: Is there a difference there? I don't know, because I still think Celtic fans, like at the time whenever Brendan went, just completely were like that, complete traitor sort of thing and I think the but same like, thing just
1: but, but, but like Celtic literally won like the quadruple or something like what what, what do they
0: want like they want the 10 in a row, Chris I mean, didn't bother to say, say it out but yeah from the, the parts I live in uh, Stephen Gerrard's <laughs> name is a swear word at the moment <laughs> so there's uh, he who shall not be named especially after Rangers got pumped today but, ha-
1: but like they won the league like what doesn't like what doesn't do
0: matter. they want they want two <laughs> <laughs> Come on! here, they want the guy to kind of hang about and win another?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I like I, you know, I don't really understand how it's that much of an upgrade on Dean Smith to be honest. But like, I'm, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, yes. Speaking of Dean Smith, Dean Smith spent, I think, eight days away from the game in a very Neil Warnock move, and immediately find himself at a worse football club. Yeah, apparently he went to America, but uh, to visit his son or something.
1: Um, has that ever happened before, where someone has been sacked and appointed to a different Premier League club? In that, like, is that literally a record? I'd say it
0: is. I can't but think I'm of d- any other manager who's gone that quickly. I'm just trying to think down the line of like those managerial roundabout types, the Allardyces, the Pulises.
1: But but that, that's actually what I was interested by as well, because um, whenever Gerrard was coming off the pitch, I noticed that all of Dean Smith's backroom team was still at Villa. <laughs> because cause there was that big massive guy he's always there and then the northern ireland guy mcphee were all still there mm-hmm. um i was like That's interesting right? okay
0: well i reckon the nords don't have the money to buy them out to bring them over probably yeah.
1: oh, oh, oh and, and f- funny how um first game with billy gilmore back in because obviously they could find a way to play him because it's a new manager oh suddenly he's the best player on the team imagine I, everybody's I shock like
0: I did love Ali McCoy in the international break, whenever they were chatting about Billy, just saying Norwich must be some team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, big Lee Mellu playing at mm. heaven.
0: But yeah, it's just a strange, strange thing in the game whenever uh, you play your best players and you might actually win a game of football. Yeah. It's, um, it's not hard, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: no, uh, fair play to, to Dean Smith.
0: So yeah, we'll see what Dean Smith does. Got put on the, the score sheet again. Norwich with their second win. Two more than Newcastle. <laughs> As you say, I really don't know how it's going to go down there. Well, I mean, like,
1: like objectively, they're still down, but like they're giving themselves a chance, I suppose. Yeah, I just don't know where any of that's going. Like, I just, I just don't see how they score enough goals, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's still fancy Nords to go down. Burnley won't go down. No. Uh, like Watford, Watford will probably for, go down let's be honest it'll probably Watford, be Watford yeah Watford should go down <laughs> it'll probably be Watford right? so the Leeds are going through a horrible patch yeah. especially the Saturday and Rafinha not turning up was. oh that's always a problem yeah and Patrick Bamford's just been out for a million years so he has so we'll see I've no idea where any of this could go but it would yeah. be interesting so well now that we there's proper managers at Clubs like Norch, you know. Yes. I'm like that big hipster fraud. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna move over to the States, Chris, for in the mud. Ooh, it's the uh, obviously obviously one of the Neville brothers is having a tough time today. Uh Gary's right. probably crying his eyes out over Ollie. He's probably, you know, he's probably listening to Dale right now after his mate getting the sack. You know, it's tough tough time in the Neville household. Uh, but on the other side of the Atlantic, in one, of, one of the biggest nepotism moves ever, uh, Phil Neville, the Inter-Miami manager, the only reason he ever got this job was that his mate David owns the club. Uh, I hate Phil, <laughs> to <What? laughs> <I'll> be honest. <laughs> why? I just, I just don't like the guy, the entire way he's ever got on as a manager, and especially in this move. I think it's just, a, I think it's probably... It's just, sorry, why, why is he in the mud? Well, it's it's coming from Gary as well. So Phil's uh, in the mud because he's had to axe 10 Inter-Miami players, but has promoted his son into the first team. <laughs> so uh, Inter-Miami this season have had to cut 10 players from their playing squad because they've failed to reach the playoffs. Uh, this is obviously with the wage cap and everything, the entire way the MLS is structured. Yeah, because they have, I mean, yeah, they have uh,
1: Matt Tweedy, World Cup winning Belize Matt Tweedy in their team, yeah.
0: Blaise Matuidi is one of them, so apparently uh, Phil was locked in brutal meetings over the future of some of his players after an underwhelming campaign. There's a bunch of guys here, and i be honest, I'm looking at the list of names. None of them will ever be relevant to us uh, in terms of the players that have left. But Gonzalo Higuain, who earns £5.2 million a year, is going to remain at the club for another season. Gonzalo Uh, Higuain? yeah Gonzalo Higuain Ran Shawcross is also set for another season <laughs> as, is Matt, as is Blaise Matt Freedy. Uh and then yes <laughs> H- Harvey Neville has been promoted into the squad after... oh,
1: sorry, sorry. <laughs> hang on a second if those three players are still there who who's actually left
0: like, it's, what... it's those three and Phil and Phil's son That that's literally it that's all that's left now this was an interesting thing I found with Inter Miami so obviously with They've had this scrap 10 players here, and I remember at the time of the Super League, Chris, I think there's quotes from David Beckham at the time, who obviously owner of Inter Miami here, who said, Football's all about fairness and we have to play within the rules. It's not fair for any club uh, to overpay and, you know, to have a financial advantage. I believe the Blaze Match signing actually put uh inter miami yeah for the budget limit but, up yeah, the they time. don't have to like they not
1: get fined or something
0: yeah, yeah they got a massive fine but are still gonna pay him gonzalo Higuain, and ryan shawcross for another year what What? i absolutely live to see it with this lot so do. i absolutely love to see phil in the mud just having a tough time out in inter because i think this is one of those moves where david's done it as a favorite i think the next move for phil's probably salford
1: <laughs> uh well I, I, we still don't really know what his level is to be honest um yeah uh, i'm just looking at harvey neville's career so far uh,
0: so he's been playing for fort lauderdale which
1: is the inter-miami he, feeder team he's also played for the republic of ireland under 19s because of his grandparents
0: honestly th- this is just nepotism clear as th- like that is disgusting
1: yeah that's not great no. <laughs> serious, yeah. but yeah
0: I, I think i've got the stat here and it's uh the franchise, which had the league's most expensive payroll of £13.2 million a season. Yeah, they've, they've, there's a reason why they've had to just drop 10 players. And I agree with you, sort of the thing of what goes on at the club now. Like, imagine turning up the training the next day. Of yeah. Just looking, looking around you and just seeing, like, players' jerseys taking down names over lockers. Yeah, I'm,
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about the MLS. It's a funky league, like...
0: Yeah, it's a fun... Yeah. The thing for Phil, Phil's probably looking at what's happened with Vieira, to yeah. be fair, and thinking this is a reasonable path, but he's done the thing you shouldn't do in the MLS, which is the Chinese Super League model and the model that New York FC had years ago of just signing three players who are well past it. Yeah. Typically the teams that I've seen do well in the MLS are these money ball kind of clubs. The the Atlanta, I remember a few seasons back where I hadn't heard of a single player. But by all accounts, they just ran right past teams because they were a great eleven. The Bre- the Brentford, yeah. Instead of just having journeyman of Higuain, who he looked he looked past it seven years ago. He, he really did, <laughs> yeah. So but yeah. Uh, Phil Neville delighted to put him in the mud, and if anyone knows where Gary is right now, just put an arm around him. <laughs> well, dude. So let's just put. Put away arm around them. Can't wait for uh, Gary's next appearance. Whenever uh, him and Roy can get into get into the mud on I think Super Sunday next week is Chelsea Man United. Oh so I'm, goodness, I'm, goodness, I'm, goodness! I'm looking forward to the late overreaction from oh. them too. Oh that's
1: going to be a, oh dear, will be a bloodbath. Mm.
0: And just before I finish up, I've actually just seen uh, a tweet come out <laughs> about Solshar's office and his tactic board at, uh, oh, at Carrington. I've put Sale Trafford at Carrington. Why are Apparently, we seeing all
1: this? Like, why is this all publicly available?
0: Yeah, there's, there's a bit of a leak here, uh, but apparently he had <laughs> on his tactic board a diagram uh, which just read uh, Game management, simple and efficient, do the simple things well with pride, go and do your magic and play for the team. And if you want to know why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has just been sacked in a league with uh, Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola all in management and now Antonio Conte, look no further. Yeah, we shouldn't
1: be seeing that, let's be honest. Like, yeah. he, that, that is not um, verified by Ole.
0: I, I just love a guy at a club of that stature just like reading every day, do your magic. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's uh, big stuff so that's yeah. amateur league.
1: No, it's not great now. So,
0: but yeah, good to be back after an international break. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts you want to leave the people? Uh,
1: back to Europe this week, fifth game week. Um, West Ham fans banned, um, which is fair, but the Rapid yeah, Vienna right fans weren't after throwing chairs at the London Stadium. But that's okay. Yeah.
0: Oh. That's okay. <laughs> I'll let the people dissect that one. Yeah. I prefer not to speak.
1: I, I actually prefer that you would look up Declan Rice's now deleted tweet. Oh. Very <laughs> <Fair laughs> <to> good. <laughs>
0: Yeah. That, that's one that's not gone through the, the Twitter PR team that uh, clearly are going to be busy over the next week with the Manchester United apologies
1: yeah well, yeah, ba- Baroness Brady got on the phone to him um, <laughs> I deck, sorry.
0: <laughs> lovely stuff Declan keep it up on Twitter I'm all about it mm. but yes thanks everyone for listening and we're back for like a serious run of games so uh, yeah. we'll see you all next week